Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America. Happy Tuesday. Hey, I'm headed down to Florida to interview former President Donald Trump in a little bit. He'll be on the show later this week. That's a big, big opportunity for all of us. But if you are excited to get up to speed on some of the most important issues related to elections, have I got a deal for you today. We've got one of the country's premier election integrity experts, truly one of the best experts. He's the former Kansas Attorney General the head of Amistad Project and a major player on all of the great election integrity groups, including one that uh, his daughter runs that I think is one of the most important, the American Voter Alliance. He is Phil Klein. He's here for the majority of the show. We're going to give you a state-by-state breakdown. Where has progress been made? We'll talk about that historic ruling, rejecting Stacey Abrams and her claims of a racist election system in Georgia. And of course, we'll also ask about whether that censorship machine that targeted candidates could be actually violating free speech in federal election laws. We're going to cover all that with Phil Klein. And then we had an incredible conversation last night with Marjorie Taylor Greene on the television show. Amanda and I did talking about her targeting, the focus on her in this election censorship machine. She's talking about an investigation, some legal action, all of that worth listening to. That'll be the second half of the show today. So two great guests, Phil Klein, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman from Georgia, talking about censorship, election integrity, common sense laws in America. We're going to cover all of that right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected 
for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. You know, one of the questions I get all the time right now is 40, 30 days out from the election, a month out from the 2022 midterm elections, are we better off than we were two years ago when it comes to election integrity, to the election processes? Have we fixed some of the things that occurred in the 2020 election in the name of the pandemic that really were efforts to tip the advantages to the Democratic Party? Our next guest knows that answer better than anyone else. He is truly one of America's greatest election integrity experts. He does extraordinary work at the Amistad Project, where he leads that work, as well as the American Voter Alliance, both groups playing a fundamental role in ensuring that it is easy to vote and hard to cheat, which is what we all want. He is none other than our good friend, Phil Klein. Phil, great to have you back on the show. Good to be with you, John. You do such amazing work, and I want to delve into where we are in the election integrity process, just a month out from the election, big Georgia ruling on Friday. But before we do that, I want to ask a question that I keep getting asked in the last 24 hours. We broke some big stories here late last week and into even up to this morning. And it takes a look at a federally sanctioned censorship machine, probably the largest censorship machine ever assembled under color of federal authority. A group of four private entities created a consortium called the Election Integrity Partnership. Sounds nice. And their goal was to censor stuff that they considered to be disinformation, misinformation. They became the arbiters of truth. And their requesters were federal agencies, the Homeland Security Department, CISA, the State Department, and one of its entities. Federal agencies file a ticket saying, we want this URL, this content, this tweet or social media post censored, and these guys would go out and do it. The breadth of what they did is extraordinary. There is 4,900 web URLs they, they focused on, 20 news sites, 29 conservative influencers, and I still can't get over this number, 22 million tweets impacted by their censorship work. Phil, when we learn of this, one of the things we see is that there were candidates for office 
that were being throttled, censored, labeled, whatever you want to call the work. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Kevin McCarthy, Paul Gosar, Robbie Starbuck, who announced his candidacy for 2022, and then he gets throttled after the announcement. One question that some of my readers and uh, have come up with is, could this be a in-kind contribution under the Federal Elections Act? Could this be a federal contribution trying to tip the balance in favor of one candidate over the other? Absolutely, it could be, John. And, and the key to that is demonstrating intent with the evidence that you have. And as you know, for example, we have been examining the private money that turned the urban core election centers into partisan campaign turnout centers for Biden. That uh, we've obtained enough communications to be able to prove circumstantially the intent was to benefit Biden. That is an illegal campaign contribution to put all of those resources in play to benefit one candidate. Plus, it violates various laws that require the government to be an, an objective umpire in elections rather than play partisan differences. You've got the same thing here. You've got the, I, I believe, as you develop more evidence, and it's excellent investigation and reporting for you to reveal this. The left's design to censor speech has been around for quite some time. And in fact, if you look at their thought leaders, you can see them starting to speak about how they have to silence conservative critics, clear back in the 60s. But what, what happened is COVID and also the uniform control by one party of the apparatus of the federal government has allowed them now to move far down that line. And what you see is an oligarchy, a partnership between the left and corporate leadership that is trying to run this country contrary to basic principles of free speech and, and freedom of assembly and political engagement. You, you saw it at the shutdowns. You go to Michigan, for example, you saw Governor Whitmer silencing groups from meeting claiming COVID while she marched with Black Lives Matters. And as you know, these types of speech protests and gatherings and community events are vitally important, yet all of them were shut down. And the ones that were shut down were the ones contrary to her philosophy, not because of COVID. You, you see that the consistent decision was based on the philosophy of the other groups rather than a concern about COVID. Um, you saw that early on in the Biden administration, and you see that now in the evidence that you've uncovered. When you look at who they are claiming is engaged in disinformation, it's people who don't align with them ideologically. It's not based on what they're saying. It's based on what they believe. And that clearly is a violation of the First Amendment. And this type of entanglement where government is communicating with oligarchs, saying, saying uh, what, what do we need to get rid of and what do we allow, that makes the private sector a government actor. In other words, our Constitution prohibits government from restricting speech. It doesn't prohibit the private sector. And so what these, what these big tech firms are going to claim is we're the private sector. We can, we can decide these things. But no, they're acting as government. And, and, and I would just mention this to kind of sum up some thoughts here. When, if, you try to, if you want to control a nation, you need to control the manner in which the nation selects its leaders, and big tech played a role in that. And you need to control the flow of information. And what your article shows is they were doing that as well. This is dangerous. 
It is. And you, you see, it's all one-sided. There's all conservatives on the target list, the enemies list, as some people have called it. But when the government actually is selecting the people they want to see censored, that really starts with the origin point being the government. The cutout really doesn't protect the constitutional issues for the government. And then downstream, you have candidates' reputations being harmed because it's not only a censorship thing, you're also calling them a disinformation artist or a whatever you're going to call them. There seems to be lots of different torts wrapped up in here. I would assume this is going to be an area of ripe litigation for the next couple of years. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. It needs to be, and it also needs to be an area of investigation. Congress needs to look into this, and and we must pass the appropriate policy. But I believe that these actions um, are also potentially illegal. If you demonstrate an intent to benefit one side, and I'll tell you, the evidence that you have circumstantially proves that. And this is this is important for listeners to understand because we get too much Hollywood. Hollywood constantly acts like circumstantial evidence and all your crime dramas is weak evidence. It's not. It's strong, strong evidence. In fact, the only thing that, that is stronger, and, and sometimes it's, it's not valid, is, is a confession. And these people aren't going to confess that they violated the law. So what you do is you prove their intent by their conduct. Here's the conduct. 30 organizations that they say are engaged in disinformation and they silence them. And the people requesting and participating in that are all people on the left. And the people that they're claiming and silencing are all on the right. That's pretty strong evidence. You have some pretty good evidence because you've been one of the leaders of Zuckerbucks and exposing that for what it was. It wasn't just an effort to help America vote during a pandemic. It was an effort to use under the color of local government authority, a Democratic get-out-the-vote operation, clearly targeting constituencies that would help the Democrats over the Republicans. Um, it seems like some of that effort has shifted this election away from Zucker, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his groups to the federal government. President Biden has this executive order. We're still trying to figure out what he really is doing with it. But it turns federal agencies into get-out-the-vote and registration entities. Your concerns about that? And is this the natural evolution of Zuckerbuck's now going to the federal government? Well, it's the natural evolution of everything that Biden is doing. You know, Biden has weaponized the Department of Justice against his political enemies. Biden is now incentivizing agencies and nonprofits to work together to turn out a specific profile of voter using your taxpayer dollars. And that's the problem. It's not a problem if government works on get out the vote. You know, government ought to do that, but it needs to do so objectively without getting into the detail of the profile of the voter. Look, what we have today is some of the most sophisticated technology in the world that tracks everything you do, every breath you take, everything you buy, and it's all wrapped into apps in your cell phone. So political parties use that information to identify voters who will likely vote for them based on their behavior. Um, that's called targeting and geofencing. Well, now government and the Biden administration are using it and big tech. It's the same partnership. And you have the nonprofits involved as well. Biden's moving a lot of federal grants to these nonprofits. So it's taxpayer money rather than Zuckerberg money. Um, it's your dollars. And they are doing the same type of targeting, yet using government agencies to identify a particular strain of voter that's likely to vote Democrat. If you want to undermine election integrity, if you want American faith in elections to fall below the floor it's at right now, and we're in the lower third of nations in the world and have been there, 
for some time, not just from 2020, back in 2016, back in 2012, back in 2008, our faith in elections is plummeting. If you want to destroy it, you make government a partisan player. And Biden is now on the team to do that. And that is a severe threat to this country. That's what he, ought to, he should have been talking about in front of Independence Hall, how we're going to bring Americans together on a bipartisan basis to make sure elections are fair, inclusive and accountable. But no, he's making them opaque, unaccountable. And it's this government, nonprofit, private sector partnership that is dramatically influencing and in many ways actually running our elections. President Joe Biden bought into the rhetoric of Stacey Abrams that Georgia was the epicenter of a modern-day Jim Crow voting operation. And Obama appointed judge on Friday night completely and overwhelmingly rejected that notion, saying that there was no constitutional or legal violations in Georgia requiring voter ID or common sense things like citizenship checks beyond the fact that it blows a hole into the whole activism of Stacey Abrams and the way she made herself rich, the way she raised lots of money for political causes. Joe Biden is also involved in this because he was selling that Jim Crow 2.0 rhetoric. Now a federal judge, by the way, appointed by Biden's former boss, Barack Obama, says it ain't true. How important is that ruling? Well, it's, it's real important. And actually, it's, it's common sense. You know, it wasn't too long ago when both parties agreed that certain things were threatening to election integrity and certain things were helpful in voter turnout. Um, voter ID is not a radical notion. And to call it voter suppression is insane. And yet that, now the left has pivoted to that position. So any requirement of voter ID is racist and suppression. Courts won't buy that. Um, you know, some form of identification has been around ever since this nation was founded. Uh, so what we needed to stop, and, and to a large extent we did stop, are those efforts that were a part of Jim Crow, poll taxes, um, making it difficult to get to an election, a location to vote. Um, uh, doing uh, literacy tests before people could vote. Those types of things have rightfully been condemned and removed from the American election system. But it's, it's, it's quite remarkable, John, because what we see now with the use of COVID in 2020 is the vote was suppressed in the manner in which traditional Republicans would, would vote. Governors in left states, left-leaning governors, closed in-person polling places while they littered thousands of drop boxes in Democrat strongholds, hired, or actually Zuckerberg hired, but hired uh, ballot harvesters or people they called voter navigators against the law to go get those ballots in those Democrat strongholds. Um, and then it made it more difficult in Republican strongholds for people to get to the polls. So look, there's, there's a dual system, a dual uh, a government, a two-tiered uh, America that the left is trying to set up. There's an America where justice, the Department of Justice, is truly blind and looks the other way to certain criminal activity. And then there's a group of Americans where justice is going to raid their home in the middle of the night because of a shoving contest in front of an abortion clinic a year ago and, and brandish guns and have 24 agents show up at the home. And then you got a two-tiered election system where you could vote where people cure your ballot, which is illegal in many states, 
but we'll cure your ballot if you're going to likely vote the right way. If you're in a Democrat stronghold, we'll have a drop box at every corner. We'll have people come by and pick up your ballot. You're in a Republican stronghold. By God, if there's some type of an emergency, you can't go outside or don't have the drop boxes. We don't cure ballots and we have no harvesters. That's what they want to set up, a two-tiered system of government. They believe that they're justified because in the past, America has committed that sin. So they have the right to commit that sin now as they have power. That destroys a country. We need to be better than that. It is such an important notion that, and I think one of the great lessons of the 2020 election is that courts are not going to get involved after the election in referee election disputes or change the outcome of an election. You have to do it in advance. And there are some places where that is succeeding. Wisconsin, with all the work you and others are doing there, lots of rules have been resolved. It's been declared that mobile ballot boxes, drop boxes are illegal, that election clerks can't cure ballots because neither of those have been authorized by the legislature. In recalcitrant communities that weren't willing to withdraw the guidance while they got sued until they withdrew the guidance so they were in, in, um, in compliance with the Wisconsin Supreme Court. When you referee where we were in 2020, all the things we learned and where we are in 2022, have we gotten a little bit better? Where are their successes? And where do you have heartburn that keeps you up at night thinking, I'm not feeling good about this state or this tactic in the election? Well, you've identified some of the progress that we've made. And, and we, we have, and, and truthfully, if you review all the litigation, it refutes the narrative of mainstream media that Trump allies filed all these lawsuits and lost. No, many of those substantive lawsuits are won. They're just won well after the election to prevent things from happening again that happened in 2020. And you mentioned two of them in Wisconsin, for example. The law hasn't changed as it relates to drop boxes. It's just that the Wisconsin Supreme Court finally looked at the law and says, you know what? It clearly indicates there's no such thing as drop boxes. It clearly indicates you can't ballot harvest. So, um, those types of court decisions really have been on the side of conservatives. Um, and we didn't file as many lawsuits as the left in trying to change the election. We filed lawsuits trying to change how they unilaterally ignored state law. And those are now bearing some fruit. I would say that there's a, there's a reflection that there's a concern now about private money in elections. But the problem is the Biden administration is still using nonprofits and they're using tax dollars now to influence election policy, and we don't have the right laws and policy nor Congress involved to prevent that from happening. So it's going to happen again. Now, their strategy is all on turnout, John. So it, it's, it's not as much manufacturing votes as it is going and getting people that they think are going to go vote a certain way and then encouraging them to vote a certain way. It's partisan activity. So it can be defeated if Republicans turn out at the polls. But government's going to have its thumb on the scale again. And we haven't taken the necessary steps to be able to prevent it. There's a couple other things that I'd like to see happen. With all of the use, ever since America had an election, it required both parties to be present in the handling and counting of the vote and the handling of ballots. That only makes sense because if you have both people in that room watching, then you can make sure it's fair. If it's one party running the whole show, you can't make sure it's fair. So what happened in 2020 is suddenly the post office played a huge role in handling ballots and verifying whether ballots could be counted or not. It's all based on that, uh, 
the postage stamp and the date that they were mailed. And there are no observers within the processing centers of the United States postal facilities. There's like 26 processing centers in the nation. This isn't every um, post office. These are processing centers that handle and, and stamp and review the mail as it goes out. And the problem we have is, first of all, there ought to be, you know, there needs to be eyes on it because now a majority of votes are coming through the mail. And secondly, you have a postal union that endorses the leftist candidate every time that manages those facilities. You need a Republican and a Democrat in those central processing centers. It's things like that where we need to change the law where we, we haven't done it yet because we are legal changes with the exception of some bands of private money. And Georgia didn't get that done. They messed up on it. But some other states have done it. Florida has done it and so forth. Most of the reforms address past elections, not the uniqueness of the 2020 election. And so there's, there's a lot of reform efforts we need to engage in because 2020 was unlike any former election. You can't rely on the old tools to defeat a new animal. It's a whole new game out there now. You can't be playing with 1990 tactics and rules when the enemy or the opponent has 2024 rules. And so it's amazing to watch. Let me walk through the five or six most important battlegrounds, Jason. Just give us your top line. Georgia, are we better off in 2022 than 2020? We're better off in 2022 only because there's not this unilateral um, control of Democratic Party from the local precinct all the way up through um, really an absent Secretary of State in Georgia um, that, that play in the congressional swing districts. There is some, some, still some problems in Fulton County. There's still problems in Fulton County. They're not as acute. Some of them have been revealed, and we're better off because we have more watchers than we've ever had before. That's key. There's a check and balance now there, so that's good. How about Arizona? Big reform laws passed. Do you feel better about Arizona than past years? Yeah, feeling better about Arizona in many, many ways. How about Wisconsin? Where are some big legal victories and where you've been playing a very important role? Wisconsin, at least the courts have clarified that the law is the law and you can't ignore it anymore, right? Yeah, the courts have done a great job of pointing out the obvious. You know, uh, Wisconsin election law, as, as in many states, said that any completed absentee ballot or absent voter ballot must be delivered to a person within the clerk's office. And the Wisconsin Election Commission, with the help of these leftist nonprofits and Zuckerberg money, said, well, you know what? Guess what? Uh, a Dropbox is a person. It's insane. And they allowed Dropboxes. Um, Wisconsin election law, as in, in most states, uh, Pennsylvania and elsewhere, harvesting is illegal. Curing ballots. Now, a harvester is somebody that you get paid to go out and find ballots and bring them in. Couldn't do that. Well, the Wisconsin Supreme Court said, guess what? The law means what it says. But, of course, it's after 2020. Those have helped a lot. The problem is there's still a Wisconsin Election Commission, and there's still these nonprofits. By the way, a creation of Republicans. That was actually created under Scott Walker, and it turns away to be pretty much a runaway bureaucracy, a reminder that creating more government bureaucracy doesn't solve things, right? No. They, I think our founders were proper and right and had forethought when they gave the power to the legislature, the legislature's responsive to the people. The administrative state is not. It's not. And so what the legislature do, needs to do 
And this is a challenge nationally, and it's a challenge with Congress. They need to stop passing all these do-good laws and giving all power to the executive branch to administer them, because they end up administering them in a way completely contrary to what their intent was. They need to take back the power, and they need to lead. Um, Another example of this, John, you heard all the legislatures complaining about the lockdowns and their governors using emergency power. But very few of them, with the exception of Pennsylvania, took back that power. They like to complain, but they don't want to lead. And Oh, it's stunning. Um, You see it all the time. It happens in Congress. That's why the United States of America has more laws than any nation ever on the face of the globe. Ever. And we're becoming more lawless. Um, One of the reasons for that is this is Congress just passing a law to be relevant on every problem the American people might think of, and then giving the executive branch all the power to figure it out. I, I put it this way. If, if you read a newspaper article, let's say Just the News did a story that showed that in a study, Americans were in the lower third of citizen happiness in the world of nation. Congress would immediately start holding hearings about how to be happy. They'd pass a bill that required that we be happy. They'd give grants out to organizations, and they'd give all the power to the executive branch. And within a year, we'd have people being arrested on the street corner for frowning. That's what Congress does. That's what these legislatures do rather than lead and protect freedom and liberty. And that's occurred on both parties' watches. I mean, that's the amazing thing, whether it's left, uh, Republicans or Democrats, it ha- it's been happening. That's why the government is oodles time bigger than it was and why the, the deficit's so large. Congress and the federal government are doing things that the founding fathers never intended, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I just wish I'd hear one congressman say, when somebody was complaining about something in America, uh, for them to get on TV and say, you know, that's not my job. It's their job to fix that. This is not in their nature to say it anymore. It's crazy. Uh, let me go to Michigan. What do you think of Michigan? Seems like we got some problems here with the voter roll still, right? Michigan's a mess and will continue to be a mess. But you, you, you had in Michigan in the 2020 election, you had two Wayne County election commissioners who saw that over 70% of their precincts didn't add up. In other words, the votes and the ballots counted did not match over 70%. And they were bullied, harassed, and intimidated. They wanted to vote against certification. Uh, The law is such, they were told they had no option. They have no discretion. They had to certify despite any evidence. If they had foolproof evidence of fraud, they still had to certify. That's a screwy law. I mean, think about that. Think about that. I mean, and and then you've got the attorney general of Michigan who has launched an investigation of her political opponent who's running for the same office claiming he had unauthorized access to machines. Now, think about this. This is happening across the nation. I'm I'm not saying, I'm not arguing that there might not be a legal violation in access to the machines. I'm saying that is by itself a scandal that America cannot have access to what counts its votes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you, you can't. Only certain people. I mean, that's insane. That's insane that we, we have hired these nine companies who run a, a billion-dollar industry, and they have a box that counts the votes, but nobody is allowed to see in the box. Yeah. That's nutty campaign law. And that came about after Bush v. Gore, and that's Congress. Congress passed the Help America Vote Act. They said we need to go to this technology. 
It's eliminated transparency in elections. It's a it's diminished faith in elections. It's poor policy. Yeah. And trans- just an ounce of transparency would do a, a lot, but it's completely denied at every step of the way. Michigan has another interesting problem. You have a state that refuses to clean the voter rolls that we know have 23,000 663 people have been dead for at least five years and a total of 25,000, actually up to 26,000 now. Dirty voter rolls are the beginning of a system where people lose trust, right? You know, John, I'll tell you what, I I would agree with you, but I'm not racist like you. (laughs) Yes. Imagine imagine it being racist to want to have an accurate voter roll. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, you know we're we're going to attack you if there's anything accurate. That's right. Accurate, it's a yeah. Oh my gosh, um, it's insane. It's a very basic thing. Um, every valid vote should be counted. It should be easy to register, easy to vote. But we should require registration, and we should make sure it's the actual voter that's voting. These are simple things. And by the way, these are like 80% issues. 80% of Americans agree with these issues, voter ID, keeping the voter rolls clean. And yet you have bureaucracies that are going, literally driving over the will of the American people on something that's common sense. And it just, it's mind boggling. It seems like the courts are going to be a place where finally some of this will get resolved. Well, as we wrap up, one last quick question. There is a landmark case being considered by the Supreme Court. It's the North Carolina GOP case. If the GOP in North Carolina prevails, it will be adamantly clear to the country going forward that the courts, the bureaucracy won't have a role in setting election rules, that it really is the legislature, just like the founding fathers had. How important is that North Carolina Supreme Court case? That's vitally important. And and let me explain why. The left miscasts this question. They they say, oh, there are people out there in America who don't want the majority uh, will to to win the election. So they don't want whoever votes uh, for the majority candidate in the state to win that state's electoral vote. So that's not true. That's not true. The question is, who decides if there's a conflict or a contest? Who decides if the election is so close and and this narrative that we haven't had fraud in elections is, is just a flat out lie. I mean, we had the Tammany Hall voted all kinds of illegal immigrants to maintain power. They, they'd take them off the boat and take them to the polls. They, they'd go to the graveyards and they'd write down names and vote. I mean, and they bragged about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's been around ever since that amount of power, money, wealth, prestige has been a part of elections and it's been there. So, so the question is, what happens if there's evidence of that? Like we had in 2020, evidence of all, more money than the government spent on elections. Actually, if you add up the talent and all of the money poured in, it's billions of dollars to influence this election by turning government offices into partisan campaign turnout centers. If you have that evidence, who determines what happens with it? And the, and the founding fathers, and I'm just quoting from uh, uh, from some of the founding papers. They said, well, somebody's got to have the power. It's best to have the legislature because they're closest to the people. Yeah, they're accountable to the people. Yep. That's right. And so that's who has the power if there is a contested election. And as you know, John, the, the ultimate power to seat a person within the legislative chamber is in that chamber. You know, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats have voted not to seat people before because of election thoughts. They recognize the power has to be somewhere and that they have it. So 
That's where the power has to be. And what we really need in this country is we need a group of adults to show up and speak across this partisan divide and identify the common sense things that need to take place in an election and then watch the election and monitor it and then identify whether it's happened or not. Um, I'm really worried about that for 2024. Uh, if we don't have that, um, January 6th might be a picnic. It's not good in this country. And it's, it's not good because the policymakers have failed. And now the Biden administration is threatening anybody with DOJ if they ask questions about elections. That's a policy for conflict. That's just inviting conflict. And it's spooky. It sure is. And there is a narrow window to get on top of this. There's been some progress in a few places. It seems like that Supreme Court case could be the single most important big case that will decide who really has the final say on this. We know what the founding fathers originally intended. Now we'll find out if it's true. All right, Phil, it is always an honor to be with you. You you have such a great breadth of knowledge and you have the whole football field in front of you. It's like listening to John Madden on a football game, uh, the late John Madden, one of the greatest uh, color commentators. You really understand this. It's so great to have been brought up to speed on all these issues. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, John. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back right after this. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time, go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash 
Just News. Welcome back, America. Late last week, my colleague Greg Priper and I broke a story right here on this show about the partnership between a private entity of, made up of liberal organizations and education institutions, universities, and the federal government to censor Americans' content. This is the largest known federally sanctioned effort at censorship ever recorded in America. 22 million tweets were impacted, 5,000 URLs, 20 news sites, 29 influencers, all targeted by this coalition. Well, one of the people whose content was mentioned and targeted in the final report by this coalition is Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she is joining with us right now. Congresswoman, great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, John. And of course, I'm not surprised to find out these revelations. Uh, not surprised, but I'm very angry about it. It is. It's maddening. You're, you're at the time this is occurring. You're a congresswoman elect. You are part of the uh, about to join Congress. There's a separation of powers issue here between the executive branch and its arm, this private arm. And you when you first learn that this that you're your flag, you're you're censored. They're talking about you. What came to mind? Well, this is something I felt like I knew was happening. You can you can tell when you're posting something on, say, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You can tell if your reach is limited. Um, I had always gotten messages from people, many, many people saying that their accounts had somehow unfollowed mine, even though they say they did not. So there was always something wrong. And, and I knew it all. I knew it this entire time. But really, it's, it's shocking because I was a candidate for Congress at that time. I was not yet uh, sworn in. I wasn't a sitting member of Congress. So I was a private citizen in 2020. And what really bothers me, John, is this is, a, this is interfering in elections. It's election interference, which is illegal. They should not have been doing that. But it's the fact that they were doing it and it was happening through the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, who, who has the right to pick and choose whose speech counts and whose speech does not count? And what bothers me very much is it's the American taxpayers that pay for the elections, John. And if they were upset with, with statements I was making and posting about elections, um, then that's also very concerning because that's my freedom of speech and it's the taxpayers' rights to care about their elections and election integrity. But even further, it's a violation of my First Amendment, my freedom of speech. And for conservatives, this has been going on for far too long. But the fact that there was a scheme, an actual organized plan within our federal government that was targeting me, um, uh, yourself, many of other many other news, conservative news companies, accounts, and of course, President Trump, you know, he was at the top of the list. <laughs> this, is, this is completely unconstitutional. It's illegal. We have to investigate it. And I believe people should go to jail. Yeah, yeah Congresswoman, that was going to be my question. Um, Hypothetically speaking, if Republicans do win back the majority in the House in January, day one, what's the top priority? Uh, what, what's the first thing that you've got to tackle to dismantle this censorship? Well, we have to launch an investigation. We'll have to subpoena all the people involved and bring them before Congress. We will have to, um, we, we should immediately send preservations of records. We need to really dig into this one because this is so severe. I believe this is one of the worst things that we have learned happened and it happened even under President Trump um, in his administration. And these are the kind of people 
that were constantly undermining his presidency. It's well known that this was happening. There were always leaks within his administration. And we know uh, that this is what we call the swamp. It's the unelected bureaucrats that want to control everything, no matter who the administration is. And that's against the people's will. They have no right to do that. So, Amanda, that's a great question. And I'll tell you right now, we have to lead the charge when Republicans take back the House and launch investigations and get very serious about this one. Yeah, it's very important. And given that there's a couple of months still between now and the election and when Republicans could even take over if they won, are you going to send out preservation letters now to try to preserve the evidence? And two, you talked about your own personal free speech rights being infringed. That's clear in these documents. Uh, might you take some legal action as a private citizen? Yes, I've already talked to an attorney. I, I spoke with him last week, John, because I believe these these are uh, it, it's it's a complete violation of my freedom of speech. I was a private citizen and I'm owed damages. They have no right to do this to me. Um, I just need to find out how many people I need to name on lawsuits and, and the social media companies. I've had enough of it. You know, I'm the only sitting member of Congress that had my personal account permanently banned by Twitter for so-called COVID misinformation. When in fact, if you look back at those tweets that they claim they banned me for, guess what? There's nothing wrong with those tweets and Twitter is the one that's in the wrong. So they should restore my personal account um, because that should have never happened. And I should, I should talk to my attorney about suing them as well for that. Now, another thing is there's many other people I think that were had their rights violated uh, in this in this unbelievable scheme. I mean, you talk about you talk about a conspiracy. The Democrats are constantly attacking us about Russian collusion and all these other insane things. But here you talk about a conspiracy. The fact that the DCCC, the, the Democrats um, were engaging in 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 this this ability to hire private companies that could pick and choose whose posts and whose tweets were allowed to stay and whose got taken down. That is an unbelievable conspiracy. And that just shows you the bias that social media companies have, that they were willing to do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to finding out more from my attorney of what I can and can't do, uh, as well as investigating this on when I get back on committees in January. And I know many other Republicans are going to be very interested in this one. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, their, their tech skills seem to have no limits until it comes to identifying the person who swatted you uh, twice. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty interesting and convenient. Speaking of skilled people in the tech industry as i as i predict with your investigations i think at some point uh, republicans would like to have some expert witnesses from the tech community and i'm wondering if you guys have already identified some allies because you've got folks like elon musk and peter Thiel and folks like that who could really have an insight into the industry and identify problematic behavior have you guys thought about that Yes, Amanda, um, you're so smart, always asking the right questions. Yes, of course, we have been thinking about that. Um, I, I really don't want to name any names right now because I just you, you don't always lay out your plans for your enemies, especially the ones that violate your rights and want to destroy your freedom of speech. So we'll save that for January when Republicans take back the House. But this is something we're very much looking forward to do. Too many Americans um, have had their speech silenced 
based on their political uh, thoughts, feelings, statements, and that is that is completely wrong. And you know, it, it is interesting how they can find certain things to take off of social media. But yet, just recently, um, last week, we saw a, a, I believe she was in middle school uh, killed herself based on the bias in her social media searches that when she was suicidal, it led her down a trail where she ended up killing herself. We also see porn all over the internet. We see so many disgusting things on on social media and on the internet. Those are the types of things that should be removed. Not people's statements, not not candidate statements like mine, not our, our speech, um, our political opinions. They don't have the right to do that. That's unconstitutional, it's illegal, and it's violating our rights. So we have a lot to do as Republicans. And John and Amanda, I can assure you, I will definitely be leading the charge on that. Yeah, Congresswoman, we got about a minute left, uh, about 45 seconds left. Uh, you just introduced a law to protect children from transgender surgeries. California is going in the opposite direction. Tell us about your law. Absolutely. And John, I'll tell you what, this is a no brainer. Every single Republican needs to get behind it and Democrats do too. This uh, so-called gender affirming care is not gender affirming care. It is child abuse. And it's the Protect Children's Innocent Act uh, is the bill I introduced that's rapidly gaining support all within my conference and all over the country because no one, no one agrees with the fact that any child under the age of 18 should be able to have double mastectomies, hysterectomies, castration, puberty blockers, simply because they're confused a little bit about what their gender is and, 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 and things like that. But yeah. the kids are being targeted today. We need to make it illegal. We need to protect kids from, from states like California who want to destroy parents' rights to protect their kids. A lot of people are looking at that legislation. Congresswoman, it's such a great honor to have you on your show today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, John, and, and look forward to talking to you guys again. Same here. Guys, we'll be right back right after these commercial messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We'll be back tomorrow with a very special special about Donald Trump and our interview. We had a long interview with him we're having tonight. We're going to get that to you. That'll be our Wednesday podcast for sure. Now, before we go, I want to remind you guys of the incredible partnership we have with My Patriot Supply. They're doing incredible work to insulate you, all of the John Solomon Reports, Just the News family, from the impending worldwide farming crisis. This is a real crisis. You've heard Congressman Austin Scott talking about it. You've heard Unga talking about it. You've heard the United Nations Food 
folks talking about it, the United Nations chief talking about it. The world is heading into a global food crisis and foods are going to be short. Expenses are going to go up. You're already seeing food 11, 12% higher than it was a year ago. It's going to get worse. But my good friends at My Patriot Supply have arranged for some serious discounts, including $50 off a four-week emergency food kit when you go to preparewithsolomon.com. That's what I got to do. Go to preparewithsolomon.com. The kit contains enough meals for four solid weeks per person with more than 2,000 calories a day for sustainable energy. Great food, great tasting. It looks great. It tastes great. It is. It lasts for 25 years. You buy it once, you've got peace of mind. Four-week or three-month supplies available for you with incredible discounts. All you got to do is go to this URL, preparewithsolomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N.com. Go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. We'll be back tomorrow with our exclusive interview with President Donald Trump. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with a big newsy story tomorrow. Until then, have a great night. Be sure to check out justthenews.com. We've got you covered with breaking news. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.